Now, it's CSL, Charlotte Sports Live. Well, it's the wreck that the whole facing world is talking about. Chase Elliott hooking Denny Hamlin. And although there was no admission of guilt, NASCAR's jury has made a ruling. Welcome inside Charlotte Sports Live tonight. We've been trackside, it seems like, the last forever week and a half. It's been two <laughs> days. It's been a lot of rain. It's dry in right. here. Alongside Carla Gebhardt, I'm Will Kunkel. Grace Grill will be joining us here in just a little bit as well. That's right. She's got more on Charlotte baseball for us, who preps for a big game against Tennessee. We've got an update on the sports betting bill in North Carolina. But first, <laughs> the headlines just don't get any bigger in the world of NASCAR. And it's one that came out earlier this afternoon. So if you haven't heard yet, NASCAR's most popular driver, Chase Elliott, is suspended for one race for what NASCAR deems intentionally wrecking Denny Hamlin. The two had made contact before this moment, but Hamlin leaves one lane for Elliott, who runs into the wall. NASCAR says the SMT data clearly shows he turns his wheels back left to take out the 11 to hook him, and that's it. Elliott will miss the race at Gateway in St. Louis this weekend. Hendrick Motorsports says they will not appeal the penalty and will apply for a championship waiver, which will allow Chase to continue to race for a little bit. All right, so with that being said, who's going to be sitting in the nine car? It's that dude, Corla Joy, Motor, uh, Spire Motorsports, and obviously good friend here at Charlotte Sports Live. Joy drives the seven, but will th this will be a big opportunity for him, needless to say. I mean, he's done more with less than anybody in the Cup Series. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, though, but it's Carson Hosever. Hosevar, yes. Hosevar. You got it. I Nailed keep wanting to say it differently anyway. <laughs> Nailed it. He's going to be driving Corey 7. For LaJoy, though, this has been a whirlwind since the race wrapped up last night. In fact, he found out just a few hours ago. It was strange to me how fast it all kind of happened. Like, I got a text at about noon, like, hey, if they sit Chase out, you're going you're gonna to drive it. And I was like, what? And didn't hear anything until 3 o'clock. And once, you know, NASCAR told Hendrick, they had to sit him out, which we'll get into that here in a second of the Denny and Chase incident. Um, it was like, hey, it's happening. You're in it. You want to run a seat? What helmet you, you want to run? What fire suit you running? And I was like, drinking out of a fire hose. Still am th at the moment. Um, so I don't really know what emotion I'm feeling, but I'm excited about it. And it's a far cry difference from, from still when I started my cup career six years ago. Um, there was a Twitter page, Did Corey Crash? with a update yes or no every week so going from that guy just trying to to swim and stay above water and try to learn the ropes to filling in for a champion like chase elliott for hendrick motorsports is just it also just feels thrilled to say even right now that's just awesome for corey speaking yeah. of awesome look who it is it's bob <laughs> nascar on fox bob how you doing man for, I, coming <clears throat> off of the uh, news with corey just because we just heard from him how big of news is this for him Oh, it's a great opportunity for Corey LaJoy. You talk about a guy who's scrapped and scraped and run for underfunded teams and then takes a chance and goes to another team and then to another team and keeps, you know, as his uh, podcast states, kind of stacking those pennies. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, saw where Bubba Wallace tweeted stacking quarters because now he's <laughs> now he's in the big time. Uh, he was in the big time, but now he's in the, the big time car of the big time, the number nine. And, you know, he's just got to go out there and, and do what he, you know, what he knows how to do, not try to uh, not try to do more, not try to prove to everyone that he deserves this uh, this opportunity. He, he has it and he just needs to go out and, and do the best he can and do what the car uh, gives him. 
Yeah, that's so awesome. Let's talk about the reason he is able to ride and drive in the number nine this weekend, though. Denny Hamlin gets crashed out, gets hooked by Chase Elliott. I'm curious, Bob, from your perspective, was it the S&T data that, that Denny posted? Was that what NASCAR really took a look at, or was it the video? Because, you know, there were at least initially some conflicting opinions on that. Yeah, I think they looked at data. Uh, NASCAR has onboard video uh, of, of every car. And, you know, I think they saw where he, he turned left and it didn't look like his car was damaged in a way where it, it would have gone left. So I think they saw it last night and they, they kind of felt like it was intentional. And then they kind of spent the rest of this morning and maybe early this afternoon making sure that there was no, no reason to, to believe otherwise. So, uh, and, uh, uh, Chase said it wasn't intentional, but <laughs> every dri every driver in this situation says, typically says it's not intentional. Yeah. So so even when those who maybe are right, they still don't get the benefit of the doubt because everyone else has has kind of uh, lied through their teeth. If there was one person to get the benefit of the doubt, though, it probably would be Chase Elliott, being that he is five time most popular. He he doesn't have a reputation, at least. Not entirely yet of doing stuff like this. Were you surprised that they pulled the trigger so quickly? I wasn't surprised they pulled the trigger so quickly, considering it's Tuesday. And if the team did want to appeal, they probably want to get it done before this race weekend. I think they didn't want a lot of speculation or a lot of... Uh, I think they knew what they wanted to do. So I don't think they wanted any sort of people thinking, well, they listen to these people on social media or they listen to these commentators and then made a decision. I think they wanted to show that, that this was kind of the decision they were thinking all along. And once they knew what they wanted to do, I think they were, they were ready to move. Uh, look, it, it looked a lot like the Bubba Wallace, Kyle Larson wreck from last year. And, you know, and unless there was some strong reason to say, no, this is, this was way different. I don't know that they could have done anything else. Let's bring up the standings really quickly just because Ryan Blaney is the latest winner to, to win. We've got obviously a lot of drivers below the cut line and Corey LaJoy and Chase Elliott are both below the cut line. Bob, I know you kind of answered this on Twitter for some of your fans, but if Corey, let's say, were to somehow win in the number nine, answer this for fans, right? What would actually happen if he did that? All right, so if Corey LaJoy wins in the number nine, he makes the driver's playoffs and can mm. buy for the driver's championship. The number nine team uh, gets to buy for the owner's championship, which runs co concurrently with the driver's and same system, but it would be who's ever driving the nine car at the time scoring those points that goes towards the owner's championship. Chase Elliott would still have could still make the playoffs, but he'd just have to win a different race or make it on points. And the same with uh, Corey or whoever is driving the number seven car going forward would have to uh, would have to do that as well for the number seven team to get in. And a and a quirky thing <laughs> in NASCAR, the uh, it's the owners' points that pay all the bonus money. Mm. The, the driver get the driver gets to stand on the top of the car and raise the trophies. But the big check, that goes, that, that's the owner's championship in reality. Bob, this is why we had you on. We had to get all the clarity for all of this. Fox Sports, Bob Cockers, a legend as always. Thank you for your time. And, of course, we'll see you at the track real soon. Thank you.
All right, NASCAR is taking its talents to the getaway to the gateway this weekend. But in two weeks, we're going to Wild Country, baby. It's going to be a blast. Another edition of the Emmy Award-winning NASCAR show around the track, powered by yours truly here at CSL. We'll get you ready to race with exclusive interviews and a preview of the Chicago Road Race from the Windy City. It's going to be a blast. That's June 11th at 2.30 p.m. Meanwhile, in the world of the Panthers, Bryce Young is continuing to download that playbook. His quarterback's coach, Josh McNown, is coached before. He's coached at the high school level. He's never coached in the NFL. So is he liking it, or does it give him an itch to come back and play? Every uh, guy my age has those moments, and then uh, and then you, you you do it for like you know throw three or four balls, and then your you know your body says otherwise. It, it reminds you why you're coaching. So um, so yeah, I, I, I'm having a blast. Like I said, I'm, I'm very very thankful to be able to get to work with the guys I get to work with. Well, before they were playing in our region, they were playing in the regional. Some Charlotte Knights reflect on their teams playing in the NCAA tournament. And speaking of teams in the tournament. We beat South Carolina. I mean, you can't unsee what we did. And once you unsee, you can't unsee that. We beat the top team in the country. We beat Coastal. We've played with Clemson. We've played with North Carolina. I mean, we know what we have. And Charlotte baseball is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. We'll hear from the Conference USA champs next as they prepare for regionals. And you can bet on gambling in North Carolina happening sooner than you think, Will. Okay, we'll see Exciting. about that. Let's see, but at least that's what some lawmakers are saying. Here the latest update from the state capitol on a place that you can always bet on being there for you. Charles Sports Live, back in two minutes. Hey, how about this? A familiar name for all of the Charlotte or the Coastal Carolina fans out there. It's almost an end of an era for Coastal Baseball. Coach Garrett Gilmore announcing on Sports Talk Media Network that the 2024 season will be his final year coaching as he plans to retire after next season. Gilmore continues to battle stage four pancreatic cancer. He says he wants to spend more time with his family. I think that's certainly reasonable. Gilmore led the shots to a national title in 2016 and has led them to 18. 18 NCAA regional appearances, including this season. So Coastal fans, you'll remember this name as well. Zach Remillard. He was on that 2016 championship team, and now he's playing right here in Uptown with the Charlotte Knights. But Remillard isn't the only guy with the Knights with all these local ties as well. Knights assistant coach Mike Daniel graduated from South Mech High, and he played his college ball at UNC. Daniel played for the Tar Heels beginning in 03, making it to the Super Regionals. The Tar Heels playing in the Terre Haute Regional this weekend. That's in Indiana. For all of you guys that don't know, that's where Indiana State is. And the Knights also move Nate Mondu on their roster, who played for Walter, or played for Walter at Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons, of course, the top seed in the tournament this season. Yeah, really cool being the number one overall seed. Uh, national seed is, is something that's been a long time coming and really happy to see all the success there. And, you know, they have so much talent on that roster now that, uh, you know, it's it's really cool to see a lot of the same coaching staff there. So give a shout out to them. But, um, yeah, always good to see their success. I uh, went to the Super Regional, so I was on the first team in a while. And it was actually back in 2003 that went to the Super Regional. So we lost to South Carolina like three years in a row. Uh, but, you know, we kind of helped the program take the next level, and, and then they went to the tournament the year I got drafted. I mean, once, once you're a Tar Heel, always a Tar Heel, so I want to see them do well. 
Host team Clemson opting for the early game for their regional openers on Friday. Tigers take on Lipscomb at a one o'clock that night. You can catch Charlotte taking on Tennessee at six. I'm calling out all you Niners fan. Do your part. Get down to the rock. Support the boys. It'll be a lot of fun. But just a couple weeks ago, making a regional really did not seem like it was in the cards for our Niners. That was until head coach Robert Woodard played a winning hand that his team cashed in on. Grace Grill has that story. As long as you have a chip and a chair, you have a chance. It's an old poker saying, but has become the mantra behind the late season success of Charlotte baseball. Bill Brunson had, you know, passed away a few weeks ago, and I'm a bit of a poker fan. And I saw a clip about him talking about how as long as you have a chip and a chair, you have a chance. And, you know, last week when we lost to Louisiana Tech in the 9 a.m. game, the very first game of the tournament, you know, I just talked to the guys about that. I say somebody's going to have to beat us twice to, to end our season. But no one would, as the Niners went on to win five straight games to capture the Conference USA title and berth in the NCAA tournament. The kings of Conference USA come from the Queen City. We're chipping a chair, man, and we ran with that. I mean, we really ran with that. And it's so true. You got one opportunity, and you got that one opportunity, you take full advantage of it. And I think that's what we, that's what we did. Charlotte's conference title comes with a trip to the Clemson Regional, where the Niners will have to get through two top 25 teams, including the hosting third-ranked Clemson Tigers. Earlier in the year when we beat South Carolina, I mean, you can't unsee what we did. And once you, well, you can't unsee that. We beat the top team in the country. We beat Coastal. We've played with Clemson. We've played with North Carolina. I mean, we know what we have. We, we have a lot of guys who've been through other programs who've came here, and it's kind of like a second-chance opportunity for us, and we want to create our own legacy, and that's what we're playing with. Austin Knight is one of those guys. He transferred into Charlotte, coincidentally, from Tennessee, the team that the Niners will face first this Friday. I don't think they're prepared for what we can do. So they, I think we're there under, uh, the underdog in all of their minds. So I think we're going to go out and some shock some people this week. And the Charlotte sophomore that leads the nation in home runs agrees. You know, we were 24 and 25 about three weeks ago. And feel like we got nothing to lose. We feel like we got you know, a chip on our shoulder, um, but we're still at the table. We're still thriving. We're still here, and uh, it's time to go prove a lot of people wrong. Well, the Hornets and the Heat came in the league at the same time. They have gone very different directions since that moment. This comparison we're about to give you, it might make you cringe, and it might actually make you throw up if you're a Hornets fan. Speaking of the NBA, though, the finals start tomorrow, and the Miami Heat is getting some bets. Yeah, we're talking about Caleb Martin, who used to be with the Hornets. We're going to look at the MVP odds and why this dude has a legit chance to win that award, which is crazy to think. CSL, back in a couple. Former North Carolina guard Caleb Love has found a new home again. He's a nomad right now. Love announcing today that he's actually heading to Arizona to finish out his collegiate career. He initially committed to Michigan, but did not have the adequate amount of transferable credits. Insert joke here, so let's just go to Arizona. As for UNC, Elliot Cadeau, a five-star guard, was set to be a member of the 2024 recruiting class, but fret not, UNC fans. That pause was for dramatic effect. He's just going to join the team in the fall. He's averaging 15 points, nearly five rebounds, and 10 assists in the Nike EYBL circuit over the spring and summer. So he's still going there. Don't worry, he's going soon. That video, crazy. Let's talk NBA now. How about this? The Heat didn't even go home 
from Boston. They flew right to Denver to prepare for tomorrow night's game one against the Nuggets. And Hornets fans, buckle up for this stat because you and the Heat entered the NBA together. Your first season was in 1989. Since then, the Heat have been pretty dang good. Three world championships, seven conference titles, and 16 division titles. The Hornets, if you add all of their championships up, all their conference titles up, and all their division titles up, you get zero. They haven't done anything. They've never even gotten out of the second round of the playoffs. That's it. That's the stat. Good night. But with that said, Vegas, that is his leaning heavy in Denver's favorite. As of this moment, to win the NBA championship, the Nuggets are minus 400 favorites. Your boy, though, got it at two, plus 215 about a month ago. Miami is nearly 3-1 to one underdogs with plus 3-10. to 10, And you can make some money, though, if you want. Just bet the Denver sweep. Just for reference, a heat sweep is paying out 35 to 1 right now. Game one alone, Denver, eight point favorite. Nikolai Jokic and Jimmy Butler are your favorites to win the MVP. But if you're feeling like buzzing this series, former Hornet Caleb Martin, 50 to 1 to win the honors of MVP. And just to give you a little bit of hope right there, Jimmy Butler won the MVP in the Eastern Conference Finals. Caleb Martin, one vote off. It was five to four. Martin got that close, so there is a chance. But speaking of betting, our state, the great state of North Carolina, moved one step closer to getting betting, not only on your phone, but also in venues like the Spectrum Center, like Bank of America Stadium and Charlotte Motor Speedway. Derek Dellinger taking us inside North Carolina's gamble. It feels like it's something that's been talked about forever, but if what's happening in Raleigh is any indication, all this talk and all this back and forth could be coming to an end, one that would see a big boom for sports betting in the state. We have seen this show many times in over a dozen states. We've seen things go through the House successfully, get to the Senate, fall, sometimes get to the governor's desk and fall at that point. Max Bixel is with Gambling.com Group. They are an online gambling resource that has operations in Charlotte. This for them has been a long time coming, but they say there's still a ways to go. But what they're seeing is a very good sign. Plans for sports betting in the state have been given the go-ahead by state Senate committees. So it now goes to the Senate floor. The version of the bill is different from the state House version, which will also have to vote on the new bill, too. But it's a sign, namely aside to get ready. I think it does stand a good chance of uh, legalizing sports betting in North Carolina. Robert Linehan is an analyst with XL Media. He's been watching the action on this closely. We asked him at this point if there are any issues that could hold it up. If you start seeing delays, if you know, if, if you don't see uh, any planned votes on the Senate floor and this gets farther and farther along into the summer and farther and farther along into the session, you know, something's gone wrong. Something's holding this up. Somebody knows that they don't have the votes. There are objections on both sides of the political aisle about sports betting. Many have cited moral or religious reasons, while some have said the state simply is not ready. There is some pushback on this, though. Experts say North Carolina, beyond being a big spot for sports betting potential, already has a lottery and three Native American casinos that already have sports books. Despite that, for now, it looks like this may indeed happen, unlike sports betting going statewide. The biggest step is getting out of the Senate which we're hopeful this week, and if we are able to, as an industry, able to get a bill on the governor's desk as requested, that would be a huge option. I think that's the last, that's the last mile. Tonight's crown is going to the number 100. We are exactly 100 days away 
from the first game of the 2023 NFL season. We're just two months away from training camp. Pack your bags because CSL is headed back to Wofford. More details on that in the coming weeks because we will be down in Spartanburg as we always are. Full setup and everything. Exclusive interviews. We break it all down as we are the home of your Carolina Panthers. That's going to do it tonight for Charlotte Sports Live. For Bob Pockers, Grace Grill, and Carla Gebhardt, I'm Will Kunkel. We'll see you again tomorrow night at 11.